Hello and welcome into today's episode where we will be joining Canvas Chevyville where I am bringing a word that is near and dear to my heart. I pray that it blesses you today. Get ready because I believe God is getting ready to do something incredible in your life with the message that you are about to hear. We're going to be coming from James chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 and then we're going to flip over to Romans 5 verses 3 and 4. I only have four scriptures today. There's some more scripture but we'll get to that in a little bit, but this is what I want to start out with. This is coming from the Berean Study Bible. Verse 2 says this, consider it pure joy. Consider it what? Pure, not just joy, pure joy. I love that. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds. When you encounter trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Touch your neighbor and tell them persevere, persevere, persevere. Next verse. And allow perseverance to finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. Not lacking anything. Not lacking what? Anything. Did y'all pay attention to that word? Be mature and complete. Y'all remember last week we talked about maturity. All right, let's go on to the next uh, Romans 3, or Romans 5, excuse me. Watch this. Not only that, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Oh, Jesus. I'm about to preach. Father, bless the reading of your word. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor for it. Father, come in and do what only you can do. May the seed of the word fall on good soil as we dive right into this thing with kingdom keys. Part six, perseverance. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we get started this morning, I want to recap just quickly because I really want to make sure that you are getting a hold of these kingdom keys. How many of you have been blessed by this series, Kingdom Keys? Amen. So we've been in it for six weeks now. This is part six. So part six is going to be on perseverance. But I want to recap because I really want you to get a hold of this. So what was kingdom key number one? Does anybody remember? Obedience. He passed the test. All y'all failed. No, I'm kidding. obedience. Come on. Didn't nobody want to remember that one? Only Brandon. Come on. You're getting a promotion, son. No. But uh, obedience. What does obedience unlock? Oh, when you walk in obedience to the things that God has called you to, it unlocks what we call the blessed life. Come on. That's what Deuteronomy 28 teaches is that when you are obedient to the things that God calls you to be, you will be blessed. Come on, somebody. You'll be blessed going in and blessed coming out. Come on. You'll be the head and not the tail. Come on. You can become the lender and not the borrower. Your enemies will come at you one way, but they will scatter seven different ways. Come on. Whenever you walk in obedience to the things that God has for you, you can live a blessed life. Then we talked about love. Love unlocks what? Obedience. Love unlocks obedience. That's why Jesus says, if you love me, you will what? Obey my commands. So the only way that you can ever get to a place of obedience is to actually be in right relationship with God and love him. Come on, somebody. So then we talked about the tithe. 
And the tithe actually unlocks the blessed life as well. It unlocks God to pour out, uh, open the windows of heaven on your life and pour out a blessing on you. It rebukes the devourer when you bring the tithe to the storehouse. That's what, yeah, yeah, y'all give God praise for that. Hallelujah. Come on. Whenever you bring the tithe to the storehouse, it unlocks the windows of heaven for them to pour out a blessing on your life. Y'all heard me talk about that too. Some of us, we don't understand why our finances just tend to dry up and can I it's probably because you're not bringing God what he is because you can only bring the tithe to the storehouse you can't even give it you can only bring it you got two options bring it or steal it that's the bible now now giving an offering that's seed right we talked about that so the tithe it unlocks uh, it unlocks heaven on your situation. It unlocks blessing on your finances. It rebukes the devourer, meaning it rebukes the seed eater. That's what that word devourer means. It rebukes the seed eater. And then last week we talked about inheritance. Does anybody remember what inheritance unlocked? When you know your inheritance, meaning you know the prearranged blessing that God has set aside for you to be obtained at a certain place of maturity. When you know who you're, who, what your inheritance is, you can know who you are. So, so what does your inheritance unlock? Come on. It unlocks identity. It unlocks you knowing who you really are. Come on, when you know who you really are, you won't walk in fear because you understand that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. When people reject you, you can walk in, in, in confidence knowing that God and the Bible says that you have been chosen. Come on, somebody. When people say you can't live the Christian life and walk in holiness and righteousness, you can understand and know that that is not true, that I can walk in holiness and righteousness and the Christian life is available to me. Why? Because I have the Holy spirit on the inside of me the same holy spirit that raised christ jesus from the dead you, you can begin to walk in something when you know that's who you are let me just say it like this it's a whole lot easier to be than to do it's a whole lot easier to be than to do you don't want to do to be because then you'll end up a doobie we done with that life come on somebody we finished that. We done with that. Come on. So inheritance unlocks identity. Inheritance unlocks identity. And here we move on to key number six, which is perseverance. Come on, touch your neighbor and tell them persevere, persevere, persevere. Come on. The definition of perseverance is this. To continue in a course of action... Even in the face of difficulty or with little of no prospect of success. Oh, I came to tell somebody today in Shelbyville, Tennessee, that God is calling you to persevere. God is calling you to keep moving forward. God is calling you to keep pushing forward even when it seems like there's no success at the end of it. Even when it seems like it's impossible. Even when there's obstacles in your way. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach, but I'm gonna preach it anyways. Even when it seems bleak. Even when it seems dark. Even when it seems like nothing's going right. Even when it seems like folks are coming against you. 
you. Even when your family comes against you, when your friends come against you, keep persevering, keep moving, keep going. You got to keep going. Who told you you can't make it? Who told you that you had the ability to quit? You ain't got a quitter on the inside of you. You got the Holy Ghost. I wish somebody would lose their mind for about 10 seconds that says, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep trucking. They can say what they want about me. They can do what they want about me. I'm just going to keep running after the kingdom. I'm just going to keep getting my keys out and unlocking things. I told y'all, I got some preach on me this morning. Y'all better watch out. Come on, it's time that we in the kingdom of God develop this thing called perseverance. Develop this thing that says, I'm going to keep moving and I'm going to keep going forward no matter what anybody else is doing around me. No matter what my generation says is okay. No, no matter what, what family members say is okay. Come on, the world thinks it's okay to quit. The world thinks it's okay not to persevere. The world will teach you just pack it up and go home when things get tough. But God is trying to develop something on the inside of you. It's called perseverance. Even when it seems bleak. Even when it seems dark. Even when it seems like things aren't going your way. God has called you to persevere and keep moving forward. Can I just tell you something about perseverance? Perseverance cannot be developed in good times. Uh, let me say that again. Some of you missed it. I said perseverance cannot be. It is impossible for perseverance to be developed in good times. It, it is impossible to develop perseverance when everything is going right in your life. It is impossible to develop perseverance when you are not in a storm. Come on, I came to tell somebody today that perseverance can only be developed in the storm. Come on, perseverance can only be developed in the trial. Perseverance can only be developed in the wilderness. Perseverance can only be developed in a dry season. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Help me preach in here. I said perseverance cannot be developed in your good season. It can't be developed when everything's going right. It can't be developed when your kids are acting right. Come on, it can't be developed when your husband's acting right. It can't be developed when your wife's acting right. Perseverance can only be developed when everything seems to be falling apart. But I came to prophesy to somebody this morning that when it seems like everything's falling apart, it's actually falling into alignment. I wish I could find a worshiper in this place that says I am going to persevere even in the storm, even in the trial, even in the bad season, even in the rough season, in the middle of the divorce, I'm going to persevere. Come on. In the middle of the sickness, I'm going to persevere. Come on. Even in the middle of whatever it is that I'm facing, I got some perseverance developing on the inside of me by the power of the Holy Ghost. trying to tell you you can't develop when everything's going right y'all need to start praising God for the storm oh come on y'all need to start considering it what pure joy when trials and tribulations come your way you need to become a worshiper you need to become a praiser when everything starts falling apart y'all ain't saying nothing come on I'm Jasper Pastor Jay I remember of a time I read in the Bible in the book of Acts Paul and Silas were locked up in prison. We, have you ever been there? They were locked up in a prison. 
but they just begin to sing hymns and spiritual songs. Y'all ain't helping me preach. Come on. They just begin to sing. They just begin to dance. And the chains and the shackles fell off. I wish I had a worshiper. Come on. They just begin to praise him. Come on. Is there anybody in here facing a situation? Is there anybody in here facing a storm? If that's you, you need to stand up on your feet and worship God for about 10 seconds. Come on. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Come on. Worship him. 4, 3, 2. Let the prison walk. On the count of three, just shout unto God. 1, 2, 3. Perseverance cannot be developed when it's all good. Come on. Perseverance cannot be developed when you got it all together. Come on. Perseverance can only come whenever everything seems to be falling apart. When all kind of chaos is broke out around you is when perseverance can be developed watch this now perseverance develops you and gives you something I said perseverance develops you and it gives you something come on when you praise them in the middle of it come on when you praise them in the middle of it when you praise them in the middle of it it can develop something on the inside of you but watch this the Bible teaches us that when you praise him in the middle of the storm, it indicates something to God. I said, when you're able to praise him when everything's falling apart, when you're able to praise him when your kids are acting crazy, when you're able to praise him while, every, while you lost the job, come on, when you're able to praise him in the middle of the divorce, when you're able to praise him in the middle of your storm and your trial and your tribulation, it gives God an indication about something. And the indicator that it gives him is that you are actually mature. You will be mature. Can you put that on the screen, please? James, chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds. Next verse. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance, allow perseverance to finish its work. So that you will be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Oh, come on, somebody. When you can praise him in the middle of the storm, when you can worship him in the middle of your bad season... When you can continue to worship him and give him what is his in the middle of your trial, your tribulation, and your persecution, and your trouble, you actually indicate to God that you are a mature believer. Come on, somebody. Do you want to know what babies do when they don't get their way? I got a three-year-old, let me tell you. I could take one of his toys, and he will throw a fit and throw himself in the floor, and that crazy. But yet, we as Christians, whenever we begin to go through something, that's the very thing that we resort back to. 
preach it to myself. I'm going to preach myself happy, and I'm going to preach myself until I do it. Come on, somebody. Because the trials and the storms and the tribulation, you can actually display to God that you're a mature, a mature believer who actually trusts in God because when you, uh, when you display the fact that you will trust God in the middle of the storm, that you'll trust him in the middle of the prison, that you'll trust him in the middle of the boat as a tempest rises up in the sea. When you display that you can trust God, he will actually say, that is a mature believer because they actually have faith that I am who I say that I am and I'll do what I say that I will do. Galatians chapter 4, we read it last week, right? That you are under stewards and guardians until you get to a place of maturity. So when talking about inheritance, there are things that God cannot give you. He cannot unlock them to you until you display that, that you are mature enough to be able to handle it. It's real quiet in this Pentecostal church. <laughs> until you display the behavior that you can be trusted with the inheritance. Remember, I talked about inheritance on two levels. There are things that God unlocks for you personally. He has them stored up for a certain and a place and a time of maturity. There's some things that you just inherently get because you're a child of God, aka salvation. Come on, somebody. When you say yes and you believe in him, salvation is your inheritance. Come on. But... There are also things when it comes to do with inheritance that God has put in store for you, but he cannot release them to you until Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 happens and says that, okay, there is an appointed time where you can leave under the guardian and stewardship of others, and I can hand you the thing. Let me just explain it real plain. Come on. Some of us can't get the job that God already has lined up for us because we ain't mature enough to get it yet. Let me try that over here. Come on, some of us haven't started the business yet because you haven't displayed behavior to God that you can be trusted with it and that you're going to be a good steward of it and that you're going to give to him what is his. Come on, whenever you want to start a ministry, God isn't just going to let you start a ministry when you're not mature enough to handle the ministry just yet. Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. God is looking for a group of people that will display behavior that says I am mature and I can be trusted with what it is that you want to bless me with, God. Coming to a place of maturity is where God is trying to get you. But do you understand what that verse said in Galatians 4.1 last week too? It says you're under stewards and guardian. That means that your inheritance is locked up in other people. But yet we don't know how to honor anybody. Come on, Jesus says that the kingdom is like a treasure that is hidden in a field. The kingdom is like a treasure that is hidden in a field. From the dust you came and to the dust you shall return. Come on, we got to stop looking past the flaws in people's lives and begin to see the treasure that's on the inside of them. We need to be able to do life with one another and see each other's flaws, but understand that there is a kingdom on the inside of that. There is a treasure on the inside of that individual and treat them as such so that we can pull out the treasure out of the individual. Come on. Ain't nobody perfect. I ain't going to talk about my boxers again, but we all got stuff going on, y'all. But can you look past the flaw of somebody to pull the treasure up out of them? 
Jesus. So your inheritance is locked up in another person. I see so many people, they want to pass. I, I, I work in the ministry circle of things, so I'll talk about the ministry side of it. I see so many people, they want to start ministries, and they want to pastor a church, and they want to do this, and they want to do that, and they want to start a prophetic ministry, and they want to start this, and they want to start that, but they won't never sit up underneath somebody to be trained up in something so that they can be released and actually prove and show to God that, okay, I can sit up underneath this person so that I can eventually be over this person. I said it last week. It's a whole lot more important who you're under than who you're over so maturity actually unlocks something it unlocks your inheritance amen so God is saying when you persevere through things it will mature you amen so we should praise while we are persevering Perseverance can develop, can, perseverance can only be developed in problems. Touch your neighbor and tell them, persevere in the problem. Tell your other neighbor, the one you like, and tell them, persevere in the problem. <laughs> Come on, so we should praise while we persevere. We should persevere through the problem perseverance shows to God that you're mature and maturity unlocks inheritance and watch this perseverance unlocks character oh I'm about to get in my flow right here because y'all know I love to talk about character but let's read this scripture real quick not only that but rejoice in our sufferings we've handled that because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope Come on, I'm in my lane with this one right here because I love preaching this stuff in my circles because I come from a Pentecostal background. Come on, somebody. Anybody else filled with the spirit of God? Come on. In my circles, I love to talk about character. I love to talk about character in spirit-filled churches. You want to know why? Because we're good about teaching about the prophetic. We're good about teaching about the gifts of the spirit. We're good about teaching people how to worship. We're good about showing them how to get to an altar. But in one circle that we fail at times is that we don't teach people how to get up from the altar and be changed and walk in a high level of character and integrity. Come on. We need the people of God to be filled with the spirit of God, I need you to prophesy. I need you to speak in tongues if you need to. I need you giving words of knowledge. I need you giving words of wisdom. I need you operating in miracles and healings. But I also need you to roll up out of this church and be the same person that you are on Sundays, on Mondays. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on. I need you to be the same person that you are on Friday night at midnight when the club is popping. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need you to be the same person on Sunday morning that you are on Tuesday. I need you to be the same person that you are on Sunday morning that you are on Wednesday. I need you to be the same person that you are on Sunday morning and in the prayer closet as the same person that you are on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Come on, we need a wave of character and integrity to hit the body of Christ. Come on, I don't want to hear about all your giftings when you're sitting there on the phone gossiping about everybody in the church. Calling it a prayer chain. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That ain't none of y'all. Come on. C come on. All that gossiping and that nonsense and putting your lips on people 
I don't want to hear I don't want to hear about none of your prophetic calling and your giftings when you operate in behavior like that. I, I, I don't care how many tongues you speak in if you worshiping God on Sunday, but you're sleeping with the devil on Friday. The gifts come without repentance, meaning they come, but they'll never leave. This is what gets scary because we have people that aren't right with God, but they're still operating in a gift. Come on, it's not your gift that's going to get you to heaven. It's you being right with God and walking in a high level of character and reflecting him in the earth by carrying the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the deposit upon your salvation. When you don't walk in high character, you'll run off the Holy Ghost. That was heavy, wasn't it? Nobody wanted to hear that, huh? Come on, you can run off the Holy That's why the Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Grieve him for long enough and see where he's at when you call him. Ask ask Samson. When you have a great call, oh, how sad it is to see people with great callings and see people with great anointings, but they have zero character. They have zero integrity because they'll make it a little while, but at the end of the day, they're going to end up like Samson in the enemy's camp. With them mocking and making fun of them. Character. The Bible just told us that persevering in the middle of your bad times, persevering in the middle of your suffering, persevering in the middle of your storm, it develops character and integrity in you. You see, the gifts will only take you as far as your character can carry you. Say it for them in the back. Come on. Son. <laughs> your, your gifts can only take you as far as your character will carry you. And please keep in mind, too, when we're talking about character, that's another way of talking about integrity. Integrity and character are, watch this, they who you are when nobody's watching. Character and integrity are who you are when nobody's watching. You see, we live in an image-driven generation. Come on, I said we live in an image-driven generation. Come on, we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got TikTok. Nothing is wrong with those things. Those are actually, if you're a believer, you should use them as platforms to share the gospel with. Come on, but the problem with images, we live in an image-driven generation, but the problem with images are, is that sometimes they aren't real. Come on, sometimes images aren't real. Can I just say, I feel bad for young folks that are still out here dating. Girl, you don't look like this. Who who is, who is this? got 17 filters on that picture. Girl, stop. I'm glad I'm married and my wife is smoking hot. All you young folks, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. They even got the pictures with guys. They can add muscles on now and stuff. Showing up looking like Pee Wee Herman. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I gotta go. I gotta go. 
Sanctify me once again, Lord. <laughs> all right, all right. No, seriously, though, watch this, watch this. One of the reasons, do you want to know one of the reasons why God is so powerful is because he is full of integrity. Watch, he is integrity. He is integrity. Integrity means this, watch it. It means complete or whole or one. God is whole because there's no holes in him. There are no flaws in him. He is complete. There is no part of him that is missing. He is one, although he is expressed in three different persons with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why don't you break that down for me, Pastor? It's simple. God is the same every single day of the week. Come on. God is the same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Come on. God is the same in the Old Testament. God is the same in the middle of the Bible. God is the same from the book of Matthew all the way over to Revelation. There ain't a thing about him that has changed. He is integrity. He's whole. He's complete. He is one. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is integrity. He is character. And aren't you created in the Imago day? What's wrong with us? What are we doing? We got to be the same people Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We got to be the same people after midnight. Come on. You need to be the same person while you're scrolling on the Internet and ain't nobody around. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on. You've got to be the same person on Friday night. You've got to be the same person while you're sitting there on a the couch with your girlfriend. Come on, somebody. Young men, wave at me. Come on. You've got to be the same woman of God on Friday night while you're sitting there watching the movie with your boyfriend. Come on. You've got to be the same person and operate in high levels of character and integrity in the kingdom of God and you will unlock something. Pastor, what, will, what, what is it that I'll unlock? What is it that I'll unlock? John chapter 1. I'm almost done. Y'all all right? First closing. Oh, I got to hurry. I'm serious. I really am almost done. But y'all turn. John chapter 1 verses 46 through 51. And I, I, I gave, did I give you the, the King James? Oh, there's saith right there. That's definitely the King James. All right, here we go. And Nathaniel said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith, come on, touch your neighbor and say saith. <laughs> unto him, come and see. Next verse. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and saith, of him, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. Pay attention to that. Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Man, I said that. Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathaniel answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, Thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. Believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. 
Pastor, what in the world are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that word gall, gall in, the, in, the, in verse 47, what that means is that there is no deceit upon you, Nathaniel. There is nothing dirty on the inside of you, Nathaniel. A true Israelite, if there ever was one, he is saying there's no guile in you. There is no deceit in you. There's not wickedness in you. And because you have character, y'all ain't saying nothing, because you have integrity, I'm going to show you things that I'm not showing other people. I'm going to open up the heavens for you. I'm going to bring revelation to your life. I'm going to show you things that I can't trust other people with. But because you have character, because you have integrity I'm going to show you things that I have not showed others oh it gets even better you want to know what I when I was studying I said Lord this is some good stuff because watch this we tend to give Peter a ton of credit in Matthew chapter 16 where I've talked about it a lot because he said, he tells Peter, upon this confession, I will build my church. Peter calls him the son of God. Jesus tells him, upon this confession, I will build my church. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. That's what we're talking about, the keys to the kingdom. But upon Peter's confession, I will build my church. But what really tripped me out and bugged me out about this is that this is in John chapter 1. This is before Peter ever had even said that. That means that Nathaniel was actually the first person to call him the Messiah and the son of the living God. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that people with character and integrity, God will reveal things to them first. God will reveal things that he can't trust other people with. God will reveal himself on levels because Nathaniel was the only one that showed up to that meeting that said, you're, no, you're, you are Jesus. You're the son of the living God in John chapter 1. He was the first to recognize him as the son of the living God. Why? Because he had character and integrity so God could reveal himself to him. There's some fresh wind on that. There's some fresh wind on that. Because he had care, there's revelation on, because he had character and integrity, God could show him things that he wasn't showing other people. Even the other disciples. Y'all all right? Come on. <laughs> Run a lap, sis. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. There's no deceit. That means he had high levels of character. He had high levels of integrity in him. That means he was the same person while he was chilling under the fig tree as the same person who was standing before Jesus. Come on, somebody. That means he was the same person while he was chilling on Wi-Fi in Jerusalem at the hotel by himself. Come on, he was the same person while he was chilling watching Netflix. He was the same at all times. There was no guile found in him, and it qualified for him to unlock something. What was it that he was able to unlock? Revelation, and watch this, the supernatural. He unlocked revelation and the supernatural. Why does this happen? It's because God can reveal things hidden from others when you display the character that he can trust you. 
So perseverance produces character. People with character don't quit when it gets hard. Come on, they push through. And when they push through, they develop character. And people with character, watch this, they are overcomers. Anybody want to be an overcomer? Come on, check this out as I'm, I'm closing. Worship team, if I can get y'all back up here. Worship team, if I can get y'all back up here, please. I want to read a few scriptures. We're closing. I'm in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 with what I'm about to read. These are the words of Jesus in Revelation chapter 2 to the churches in the last days. How many of you know we're living in the last days? Can I give you an update? This ain't just people trying to be spooky and scare you and say, no, you're living in the last days. Do you understand? They were calling it the last days from Peter. As soon as Jesus resurrected, you entered into an age called the last days because there was a bunch of them before them. <laughs> but you have entered into this time. You've entered into this season. And yes, it's been 2,000 years, but do you understand that a day is like a, thou a, day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day unto the Lord? He lives outside of time and space, y'all. Don't think this is something that grandma and dad and pop told me to try to scare me. No, no, you're living in the last days. You're living in the last days. Watch this. Perseverance unlocks for you to become an overcomer. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7 says this. This is Jesus speaking. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Y'all get ready to sing that song. Hallelujah. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give him hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, a stone with a new name, which no one knows except him, and he receives it. But hold fast to wait, uh, wait until I have come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, of him I will give power over the nations. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name from the book of life. By the way, if he says, I will not blot your name out of the book of life, that means it's a possibility that that could happen. Helping some folks there. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And shall he shall go out no more. I will write a name on him, the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him a new name. To him who overcomes, I will grant for them to sit with me on my throne. I also overcame and sat down with my father on his phone, on his throne. Help me, Jesus. To him who overcomes. To him who overcomes. To him who overcomes. To him who overcomes. He'll let you eat of the tree of life. Do you understand that's why he had to kick Adam and Eve out of the garden? It was mercy when he kicked them out of the garden. It wasn't because they were bad little boys and girls and they needed to get away from God. It was because if they ate of the tree of life, they would stay stuck in that state and Jesus' blood would have meant nothing. Tree of life, very important. 
You won't taste the second death. He'll give you some of the hidden manna. He'll give you a new name. He'll give you power over the nations. Your name will be written in the book of life and he will confess you before the Father. You will become a pillar in his temple. He will allow you, this is crazy, he will allow you to sit on his throne with him. Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody today, you can't quit. Y'all hearing me this morning, I'm trying to tell you, you can't quit. I'm trying to tell you that you can't stop. I'm trying to tell you that you've made it too far now. Stand with me, come on. I'm trying to tell you you can't quit. I'm trying to tell you you can't stop. I'm trying to tell you that you've got to develop perseverance. And when you develop perseverance, you can develop character. And when you have character, you have a hope that is greater than anything that you've ever felt in your life. Come on, you can't quit. Come on, you can't stop. You've got to persevere. You've made it too far. Come on, you've made it all the way to 2022. You can't stop now. You can't quit now. You've got to persevere and push through. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to support the ministry of the Recovery to Recovered podcast, you could go to canvasshebbyville.com or bethebushministries.com. If you're enjoying the content that you are receiving here on the show, you can also follow me on social media on TikTok at Pastor Caleb Mack, as well as Instagram, Pastor Caleb Mack, and on Facebook under Caleb McCall. Be blessed. Until next time on the Recovery to Recovered podcast.